Hello and welcome to Beyond Being Human. My name is Paige Schrader. I created this podcast to be a light for those who are embarking on their own spiritual journey. This is a judgment-free zone where we can openly discuss what it means to be beyond human. Topics discussed on this podcast will range from things like spirituality, astrology, health and wellness, consciousness, psychology, mediumship, crystals, metaphysical and holistic healing, mental health, ghosts, witches, and a broad range of other topics. Some of the episodes will feature guest speakers. Others will just be me discussing my experience and interpretation of modern spirituality. I hope my story can inspire you to dig deeper within yourself and discover what being a divine being means for you. Thanks for listening. Hello and welcome to Beyond Being Human. This episode was tough for me to create. I knew inside what I wanted to say, but with the events in the world being so heavy, it's hard to find the words to say, to accurately and compassionately portray the thoughts racing through my mind. So bear with me. The world is on fire. And as an empath, it has been completely draining to watch humanity turn on each other. I want to start this episode off uh, by talking about today's current events, as I do think the war in Ukraine is weighing heavy on the vast majority of humanity. The week prior to Russia's initial attack, I think all week I got a grand total of maybe six hours of sleep. And when I did sleep, I had nightmares. I had this sense of dread that I could not explain. And to be clear, up until now, I have not been someone who kept up to date on current events. I never watched the news. I knew there was conflict between Russia and Ukraine, but I honestly thought this would fizzle out the same way the fear of a third world war breaking out did in January of 2020. So when Russia invaded Ukraine, it made sense to me why I was feeling that dreadfulness. The first few days were the absolute hardest as I was experiencing empathic symptoms on a physical level. Nightmares, I was sick to my stomach, my whole body would randomly start trembling, horrible headaches, etc. I have always been able to feel my own my own energy shift vibrations around certain people or in certain places, but this was a whole new level for me. I was physically feeling the vibrations of the earth plummet. It was overwhelming. And I began to really struggle to see the good in humanity in general. And on top of all of those overwhelmingly negative thoughts and emotions, I started to also feel extremely guilty for even feeling that way because as an American, I am not living in an active war zone. I have a lot to be thankful for and I want to be clear, I am extremely grateful for that privilege. So today in therapy, I was talking about all of this and explaining how even though I don't want to, I can't stop watching these events unfold. This is the first active war I have lived through as an adult. Um, And the first time I have ever seen the things I'm seeing, I mean, on the news, on social media. And to be completely honest, I am kind of blown away by the fact that there are bombings being broadcast on news outlets. I was watching 
Fox with my dad earlier today and my son was with us um, and they showed footage of an explosion and I literally gasped. I had to distract my almost three-year-old from paying attention to the TV. This wasn't just a war movie or a video game and that hit me hard. And I am sure my initial shock is due to the fact that I had a relatively sheltered childhood. I was in kindergarten when 9-11 happened and I do very vaguely remember that being on the news. So I know that this is nothing new. Just seeing it happening and broadcasted for the first time as an adult hit me hard. I will always be an advocate for peace. I can never understand how anyone could value anything more than human life. I understand that there are obviously people who do. And I understand their motives. But to me, it doesn't make sense. Another point I'd like to make out is that in today's world with our technology and social media outlets, we now have access to this information 24 seven, which can be a blessing and a curse. We all know this. So for me, I have been struggling finding balance in all of this chaos. And again, I'm not even living in a war zone. I can't even begin to imagine the fear, the suffering, the loss that is being felt in mass. So pack on some more guilt. I understand the importance of keeping up with current events and knowing that how these events play out will affect our lives, not only in the present moment, but for future generations as well. I understand the importance of being an active part of history in the making and not just a bystander, but I also am a mental health advocate. And I know that sometimes we need to disconnect from all of the media and news to let our focus be purely on ourselves and our well-being, since there is no pause button and we have to keep striving to be the best we can be no matter what. I also know that it is naive and irresponsible to ignore the events of the world and to live life thinking that these events don't affect you. I mean, we are literally watching history repeat itself time and time again, and yet somehow we humans are always forgetting and never fully learning the lesson. Humans waging war for money, power, status, race, when none of this truly matters. I mean, when you really think about it, it's quite silly because our time here on earth is so short compared to the amount of damage we do when we inflict this level of trauma on each other. I told my therapist I was self-sabotaging to the point where I was reading the live updates hourly, watching multiple news sources nightly, and even going as far as to open my Snapchat map and view the public stories in Ukraine. And in doing all of this, my soul just shattered. My therapist today helped me to realize the importance of perspective. I've said this quote before, you cannot be a light for others if you yourself are standing in darkness. When I told her the footage and images of families hiding in bunkers and the Snapchats with the booming sounds of war and the headlines and the explosions shown on the news had me in this horrible headspace, she told me to look for the good because if I look, I will find it. She reminded me of the woman who survived after a Russian tank deliberately ran over her vehicle. 
She reminded me of the people who rushed to aid in her survival. She reminded me of the hundreds of thousands of refugees who were able to flee to safety. She told me of babies being born on trains that were leaving Ukraine and reminded me that even amidst all this chaos and violence, miracles are still happening. She reminded me of the patriotic spirit and energy in Ukraine as their citizens join arms with their military forces to defend their country. She told me to focus my attention on the unity across the world. And this was very powerful advice that I wanted to share because I know for a fact that I'm not alone in these feelings. Powerless is how I felt, consumed by darkness. She reminded me to look for the light so that I may be a light for others. This shift in perspective has made a world of difference. And that's not to say I no longer feel empathy for those suffering in this war. I absolutely do. However, with this mindset, I am able to stay informed without draining my own life force. I want to shift focus now. I don't know if you guys noticed how many times I just said the word guilt, but I think it's important to touch on this unwanted and unwelcome emotion. For me, guilt is often a direct reflection of my own insecurities. Staying on the topic of the war in Ukraine, I was feeling guilty as a result of my emotional insecurity. The reality is that it doesn't matter where I live. I was feeling those feelings and those feelings were valid. I was still able to recognize that many people have it much worse and how blessed I actually am. However, that does not invalidate my feelings of sorrow. Especially as an empath, I know I have talked about feeling and absorbing the emotion of others. That happens often without me even physically being near a person. For example, I could be talking to someone on the phone or reading a stranger's Facebook post or reading a news article and suddenly be hit with a wave of emotions that I know are not my own. I was feeling all of the rage, sorrow, loss, fear, anxiety, uncertainty, desperation, depression, and hatred of the entire world all at once. This was me metaphorically crawling into the hole and not just looking down from above. I had to accept that my feelings were valid to get that unwanted guilt to dissipate. I had to change my perspective. As a single mother, guilt and shame are two emotions I do not welcome, but feel often. Society puts so much pressure on single mothers. Correction, society puts a lot of pressure on mothers in general, but especially single mothers. This is a man's world, especially when it comes to single parenthood. I will probably offend a few people here, so consider that my trigger warning. I have witnessed this countless times myself. When a single father is out in public with their child or children, they are often met with praise. What a great man and father. How do you do it? They're so lucky to have you. Your parents must be so proud. When I'm out in public with my son, especially if he is having a hard day, the looks of judgment, the condescending comments of or personal questions I receive from total strangers is unreal. And again, this is 
something that I know I am not struggling with alone. It's also something that is not talked about enough in society. There is a stigma that comes along with being a single mother. And society as a whole needs to change its perspective. The guilt and shame that accompany being a full-time single mother can be debilitating. I am now trying to compensate for the lack of a stable father in my son's life. I do not even do this consciously. And when I realize that I'm doing that, oh, here comes more guilt. And again, I can now recognize this guilt is directly related to my insecurity surrounding being a mother. The truth is, I think every parent is a little insecure in some way because we try our best to protect our children from the pain and struggles we endure during, during our childhood. And we try our best to give them the tools and environment and love and support that is needed to grow and evolve into an empathetic, courageous, compassionate, and well-mannered human being. But we also know that life is unpredictable and there are many aspects in life that we cannot control. In fact, most things in life are way out of our control. We provide them with a loving and nurturing environment at home and then send them to school where we don't know what that environment will be for them. Every choice we make as parents is made with care. For me, having to make these decisions alone is where my insecurity stems, where my guilt really stems. Never truly knowing if I made the right decision, it's a whole lot of extra pressure and anxiety when you are parenting alone. And I feel that as a parent in general, you never really know what the outcome of your decision is going to be, or you're, ne you're never going to know if you, I don't want to say failed or succeeded as a parent, but you'll never know if you are doing the right things until your kids are grown. It takes two to create life because maintaining and raising that life is a two person job. Obviously it can, has, and will continue to be done alone. But we as a society need to change our perspective. We need to create a supportive environment for our mothers because we are raising our next generation. Generational trauma is a real thing and trying to heal and break generational curses, such as an absent father, is overwhelming enough without the added judgment from the outside. We judge ourselves enough, trust me. To help shift that perspective, I'm going to go ahead and speak for all single mothers for a moment. Please quit asking us when we are going to find a partner for ourselves and our child. Please quit asking about our child's father and why we didn't work out or why we didn't try harder. Please keep your rude comments and judgmental facial expressions to yourself. Most of us did not ask to be single parents Many of us would have waited to have children had we known how things would pan out for us. It is exhausting being a parent in general, but to do it alone, I can't even find the words to describe how draining it can be. And I love my child. I love being a mother. It is the very best part of who I am. But we are allowed to be tired. We are allowed to be a mess some days. Our houses aren't perfectly clean all of the time. And to our friends, we don't have the time to go out with you on adventures or to the bar on the weekends. And when we do have the time, we don't have the energy. So please don't think we just stopped caring about you or our friendship. I know I got off on a tangent there, but I, again, I don't feel like this is talked about enough in society and all of these things, all of the pressure from 
from society, um, the dwindling friendships, it all just adds to that feeling of guilt, like, like you're doing something wrong. But all of that pressure from society is doing is solidifying our insecurities as mothers. And so I have learned that to truly let go of guilt, especially when it comes to motherhood, I have had to accept that the outside world just doesn't matter in present times. And I'm not saying we shouldn't try to fix it because that's the entire reason I'm speaking on this right now. However, society's judgments of me as a mother does not define who I am. It does not define me as a mother. I had to learn to separate society's feelings and opinions of myself from my own. And then I was able to see where my insecurities were stemming from. And as I worked through those insecurities, I have been able to let go of all of that guilt. And guilt is an emotion. It's so heavy. It's one of the lowest vibrations. So it blinds us from the other emotions that we are feeling that we need to process and work through. Guilt often blinds our insecurities. I mean, it's taken therapy and a lot of self-reflection for me to realize that my guilt that I feel is a direct reflection of my insecurities. And we as humans all deal with feelings of guilt and shame. Nobody is perfect, right? We all slip up. We all make mistakes or fall short of our expectations from others or our own expectations of ourselves. I want to remind you, though, that your shortcomings and your oopsie daisies do not define you. Forgiveness is a hard concept to master. And honestly, before you will ever be able to forgive anyone else in your life who has hurt or wronged you, you will first have to be able to forgive yourself. I talk about journaling a lot, but with good reason. Next time you catch yourself feeling guilty, I challenge you to write about it. What do you feel guilty about? What is the reasoning behind those feelings? What is it exactly that led you to be sitting in feelings of guilt and or shame? Was it your own disappointment or that of others? Were you or could you even possibly have been in control of the situation? Figure out what factors you can control and recognize that you can and will do better next time. Have those difficult conversations with the people in your life who may be involved in the situation. Apologize to others and to yourself if you need to, and then let it go. Give it up. I know it is not easy. Last week's episode was all about letting go. But practicing this will help you in forgiving yourself for whatever has you beating yourself up. And that's the thing about self-awareness and self-improvement. It takes practice, real conscious effort, and that takes time. As I said, shame is the lowest vibration, immediately followed by guilt. Those are heavy emotions. To help rid yourself of those emotions, especially in the moment, try to meditate and ground yourself. Bring your mind to a state of gratefulness, which is the highest vibration. 
even if those feelings of guilt and shame are unresolved. By raising your vibration to a state of gratefulness, you allow yourself a new perspective. You are then able to look at yourself and others with much kinder eyes, which makes the forgiveness process a little easier given the added clarity. Some people achieve a state of gratefulness by counting all their blessings and naming what they are thankful for. Sometimes this works for me. Usually though, I find it less superficial to honestly just sit in silence, to allow myself into a state of being where I become no one, no thing, nowhere, and in no time. This stillness breeds true gratitude. We have to remember who we are. And in order to do that, we have to forget exactly who we are. I know that is confusing, but we are so much more than our human experiences. Try it. Sit in total stillness for 10 minutes a day and pay attention to your headspace when you come back to reality. I know we are all trying to find a little bit of light in a world full of darkness. I received powerful advice from my therapist, and I hope that by sharing that advice with all of you, that you are also able to change your perspective. Thank you guys again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, subscribe, and share this podcast. Doing so may help this content reach others who also may benefit from this podcast. Sending love and light to our Ukrainian brothers and sisters. And as always, stay blessed. I look forward to talking to you guys next week.